Hey guys, it's Autisode time. I hope you guys are enjoying these extra episodes that we're trying to get up for you. We've got some really cool friends and we wanted to tell you more about them. So sit back, chillax, and enjoy this new Autisode. So guys, have you heard of paraboxmonthly.com? Get ready for this. It's kind of cool. Every box contains an amazing soft style paranormal t-shirt and a content card. These items also contain a hidden password. Okay, once discovered, it'll open up a new mystery online. How cool is that? If you can solve their challenge, you'll be entered into a monthly drawing for free merchandise. So cool. So here's all you need to do. You head to paraboxmonthly.com and add promo code OddityFiles. And you're set. Check it out. It's paraboxmonthly.com, promo code OddityFiles. Check it out. Hey guys, Kitsy here with another Odyssey. I am very excited about tonight's guest. We have Brian Cano. He's all over the Travel Channel. I heard of him when he was on with John Zaffis, and I love that show so much, The Haunted Collector, but now he's on Paranormal Caught on Camera, which, as my listeners know, is one of my absolute favorite shows. Welcome to the show, Brian. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. So excited to have you here. So I know you, like I said, you're doing the Paranormal Caught on Camera right now, but I, I took a quick look at your Twitter and you've got so much more than that going on. Why don't you tell the fans what's going on with you online right now? Wow. Online. I feel like, you know, our entire society lives online at the moment and especially the the events of the past couple of days, the past few months, we are all stuck at home. We are looking to connect and it's a really interesting slash scary time. And I've been making the best of it by returning to some old projects that I, I, I've left sitting that I know I need to finish up uh, video-wise. Uh, I've got a Patreon page in which I've developed this pretty cool community that we get together, we discuss paranormal topics, I get some of my video out. Uh, I've also developed a paranormal card game called The Three Pillars, which even though it hasn't come out with anything new lately, we did develop five expansions for it, so we always have fun with that. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's. I'm trying to tick all the boxes, and the latest box that yeah. I've ticked, I just completed my first book, and it's called... <gasps> Congratulations. Thank you. It's called Grains of Sand, and it's taken me years. It's taken me years to get to this, and I can't say that I had about a writer's block, because... To say that would indicate that I began and then got blocked. <laughs> it's just like, I always wanted to, to I, well, let's just say, I always wanted to write a book. That was my goal. That was my desire. But the question always begged itself of what would I write about? Would it be a manual? Yeah. Would it be uh, something about tech? Like, what would it be? And every time... People would say, you know, Brian, you should write a book. I'm like, I should, but I don't know what to write about. <laughs> and finally, a piece of advice from uh, an old friend and mentor, uh, the departed Rosemary Ellen Guiley. She said, 
that the verbal transmission of facts, the anecdote, the, the verbal experience is as important to evidence as is the audio, the video, and all the other stuff we get. And, I'm, and that, that, kind of, yeah. that kind of resonated with me. And I said, you know what? Yeah, I've got a lot of experiences and I've got a lot of stories and they're my own anecdotes and I'm the only person who can tell them. So by nature, my book will be unique because I'm the only one who can tell my stories. And <laughs> I, I sat down, I, I began writing and just something something clicked. And a couple of months later, I had the first draft. Uh, I've been editing it. It's, I'm on the third edit right now and currently in the process of finding an agent to market it. Oh, that's amazing. Congratulations, sir. That's. It sounds like it's going to be, a, a, like you said, a different take on it. Nobody else can tell your stories and stories are everything. They really are. I, I feel like this is something that's ingrained with, within us. And over the years, I'm a video editor. I, I do a lot of creative things. So most of what I've put out has been in documentary form, in video form. Mm -hmm. So the thing I've noticed about this is technology changes. We advance, mm -hmm. we, we consume things in different ways. And a lot of my old footage is shot in SD, standard definition, yeah. four by three aspect ratio. It looks its age. And as great as it might have been at the time, it feels very dated. Yeah, uh, And yet, the content doesn't. For instance, I began shooting a documentary back in around 2010, 2011, codenamed The Social Doc. Okay. And the point of it was, you know, there was a lot of shows on TV and everyone was focused on a location or, or a team. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to take the camera and turn it 180 degrees and look at everybody who was watching. <gasps> I wanted this to be the Trekkies of the paranormal in the respect that I wanted to talk to people on TV, I wanted to talk to people who watch TV, people who had teams, people who were interested, people who were scared, people who just in whatever aspect of the paranormal they were in, they could tell their story. And for people who weren't into it and they go, hey, what's this all about? What do you guys do? I'd be like, here, check out this film. And it, it would summarize this 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 hobby this vocation this passion that we all share yeah and i've been digging up those interviews recently and putting them on youtube on my youtube channel and you know it's funny as i i edited and i edited one today as a matter of fact the people who are on it some people whose names you know probably now better than before like dave schrader chip coffee jeff belanger yeah uh, I, I last month I posted uh, an interview with the Constantinos. I mean, I'm digging back. Wow! And the things they say and the comments they make, I could have shot this last week because the 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 things are just as relevant, or rather, maybe things haven't changed. But yeah. whichever the culprit, these still feel new and they still feel relevant. So um i'm i'm digging i'm i'm trying to to bring it all back and and as i've always said no footage goes to waste that's amazing i love that and what is your youtube channel oh that's a good question <laughs> uh you could search brian j cano because it's changed over the years gotcha. uh 
I'm easy to find. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Here's the thing about paranormal. Going going a little bit back to your book and the storytelling of it. It's not always something that sets a REM pod off. It's not always something that the camera catches. It's it's the story. It's the feeling. It's and really the only way you can portray what we go through as investigators is to tell the story. And sometimes that's more captivating than the TV shows. To me, I don't know. I feel like there's there's room for both. And and like I said, because so much of my energy over the past 15, 16, 17, 18 years in doing this has been focused on video. Yeah. I've noted that even as people stop buying DVDs, stop uh, wanting to have and, and hold... Uh, something physical that has extras and they, they've moved to streaming and mm-hmm. even when they get bored with that when i go to the conventions something that never does poorly that no matter what i see people walking around with are books yeah and everybody comes out with a book everybody has their their own particular story to tell and yeah. i felt well i'm telling it visually through uh the documentaries and yeah, one day I'll get to a book, but I, I feel like this is what I've got to do right now. And yeah. in switching gears to doing the book, I, I got to say it's it's scary and satisfying. And I just, I really hope it's personal. I mean, it's definitely yeah. personal. So whereas when I would do documentaries, I would hope people liked it, of course. But now when I've, you know, when I, I put words to the page, it's ever so more personal that I'm sharing such a part of myself that it's not even just okay. I set up this shot and I put this here, and no, like here, you're you're getting raw, Brian. And that's <laughs> that's new to me. Yeah, it's. I, I bet it's super scary. But and don't get me wrong, I am a sucker for every paranormal show that comes out on every streaming, every cable, every all the stuff and all the things. So, so what what is your take on what do you see the paranormal world heading into? Do you think it's going to be like a repeat where everybody's like you're saying you're you're going back to these older videos and everything's still relevant? Do you think it's just such an untapped I don't even know what the word I would use for it is that everything's still just new and relevant? I think that no matter what area you work in the technology might change certain attitudes might change but the commonality between all of it is that we're involved the human element is what will drive things forward or or Mm -hmm. keep it in place and just by cutting these older interviews and seeing that nothing has changed well in those years i know i've changed quite a lot and probably individually each of the people have changed. But overall, the big picture, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of development. And I wonder why that's so. If we're all changing in our own ways, what is keeping it centered the way it is? And I mean, if you look at the paranormal, you go back hundreds of years, the attitudes seem to ebb and flow, whereas you had the spiritualist movement and yeah. uh, seances and parties were held. They were a very much a very social thing, and then they kind of went away again, and now we're seeing a resurgence of that popularity. And you go back even further, you had things like the Salem Witch Trials. You had uh, any kind of display of ancient knowledge was seen as subversive. So we live in a time right now where due to 
social media and and global connectivity, we can share these ideas so quickly and in turn find people who have those relatable experiences. So uh, I think a time will come when it tips, where it finally goes, okay, it's been building, it's been building, and now here we go. Here's the, yeah. the tidal wave of change, but we're, we're not quite there yet. It's still building, I feel. Yeah. So do you have thoughts on on what the direction we need to head is, or are you just as stumped as the rest of us? Honestly, I feel it's spiritual. And I've seen this in several books. And even if I'm just flipping through it, I always tend to turn to, to a page that delivers the same message. And, and just a paraphrase, it's that we are physical beings put here to develop spiritually. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's that's going to be the avenue that is going to be taken. And, and to support that uh, in other documentaries I've, I've been working on that have required interview segments, I'm looking for technical people so they can give me that technical jargon to give me the facts and the figures. And every yeah. time I go to them and say, all right, give me those numbers – they say, well, uh, the love and the spirituality and, and the, oh, the together. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Give me 5.2. Give me, give me the data. And, <laughs> give me gigabytes and megawatts. Yeah. The, but the longer these people are in it, invariably, they find that spiritual side and say, you know what? The, 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 the figures don't matter. And I'm yeah. kind of on that precipice and that, well, I, I think the figures do matter. And I, you know, we want them to be able to better understand it and to to propagate that knowledge to other people. But yeah, it is about the spirituality, and yes. I, I do feel we need both. Agreed, I do too. Because I, I think not that this is my interview, but I think in order to let the rest of the world know what we know as investigators is is it's going to take gigawatts and gigawatts and numbers. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean. I always ask this of audiences and I, I give them a couple of easy science questions and then I hit them with the, okay, well, can anybody tell me what is, what, give me the number of milligoss per square foot that would indicate a haunting at a location. And invariably people will try to answer it and you'll, you'll get a couple of answers and you'll get hmm, a lot of scratched heads and then someone will go, I don't know. And I'm like, that's good. That's perfect because it, it doesn't exist. It's a trick question. <laughs> but there is an answer. There 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 must be data to support that. And yeah. one day, who knows, maybe 30 years down the line, maybe I'll be fortunate enough to pick up a book, turn it to a page and say, oh, hey, Kitsy, check this out. It's the Cano efficient. That says that. And there will <laughs> yeah. be the data. Yeah. Yeah. That's neat. So you're, you're the techie guy is what you're telling me then you, you, you want to see those numbers, but you understand the spiritual side of it. I feel like I was the techie guy. I mean, if we're going to reach back to Haunted Collector, that was seven years ago. So there's been a lot of, of, of let me fangirl for a second. That's good. (laughs) Thank you. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely miss that time and, and that crew. And I just talked to John the other day and I said, hey, Johnny, we're coming up on the 10-year anniversary of John Zaffis' The World Within, which was the documentary we made on his life. I said, hey, okay. when are we going to do the, 10, the 10th anniversary copy with uh, some extra stuff? And he's like, mm, uh, I'll let you know, kiddo. <laughs> I go, uh-huh, that, that's, 
That's that's John for yeah. Don't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ten years. Holy shit! I can't believe that's insane. Absolutely insane. I feel ancient. Guys, have you heard of DiedInHouse.com? This is pretty much the coolest thing ever. Ever feel like somebody's watching you in your house and you don't know why and you're the only one in the house? Did you know real estate brokers are not obliged to tell you if someone died in the house unless you ask? Yep, I found that one out the hard way. I mean, it's certainly not a checkbox on a Zillow site, now is it? So are you looking at houses and don't want to move into a murder house? I mean, I do, but I understand that it's not for everyone. Well, now you can find out who died in your house or any house for that matter, and usually what the cause of death was as well. And we have a way for you to save money when you do. Of course we do. Check out diedinhouse.com. Save 10% by using promo code OddityFiles, one word, no spaces, before buying or renting a home. Get informed about everything. Use diedinhouse.com to learn the house history. Again, head to diedinhouse.com and enter promo code OddityFiles, one word, at checkout, and you'll save 10%. So, are you having fun with the paranormal caught on camera scene? I, I find it entertaining as hell as a, again, fangirl, sorry. Um, but it's so neat to see just what other people capture. Do you think that's what's going to take it to the next level is, is everybody has this camera in their pocket, so to speak, or on the outside of their house or everywhere at this point? Do you think we're going to finally capture that evidence where people are going to be like, especially the skeptics be like, Hey, you know what? That might be something. I'm definitely having a ball with the series. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And I feel like it's a fun show and it it should be because, and again, watch all the shows, enjoy them at their entertainment. They're meant to be entertaining. So there's no need to pick a camp and say, I like that show, but not that show. You, You know, definitely expose yourself to all of them, but our show, Paranormal Caught on Camera doesn't take itself so seriously. Look at the case names. They're all puns, and I love it. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, being on this show, I don't have to crawl under any houses. (laughs) I'm I'm never in night vision, which is a pleasure. (laughs) And of the videos, I can comment on them and, and go into the theories behind them. But yet, since I didn't capture them, there's no feeling of ownership where I have to defend them because... Uh, people come online or you know, whatever, whenever the show airs the day after, I'll get a lot of um, tweets and emails saying, well, you said this and what about that? And I said, look, it's not my video. I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving the best explanation I can for someone who wasn't there. Yeah. But it's meant not. And, and I mean, the name of the show might be a little misleading in the respect that it's the paranormal caught on camera. It's not paranormal. Definite evidence. You must believe this. <laughs> it's it's meant to be the beginning of a conversation and you know i encourage people to really dissect the videos and go hmm but at the same time i don't want them to be closed off to the possibilities exactly and that you have just described me to a t because some of them i'm like oh whoa and some of them i'm like now i know that's a guy in an ape suit in the woods behind my house right now you know what i'm saying <laughs> but it's it's all it's all the stuff and all the things and and nobody judges anybody on the show for things that people submit and you guys 
get some of the most amazing stuff. And then interviews like the guy in the hotel room, I think it was in Texas with the yellow painted brick walls where the stuff was mm. flying off his and his phone. And I mean, I'd watched that years ago online, but the fact that you guys had him on and the fact that he was able to explain what he saw and, and we could see his reaction, it almost makes it a little bit more believable to me, who is a person who wants to believe. So I think it's fun. It's got you guys's take on it. It's got the people who captured the footage. It's one of my all-time favorite shows right now, for sure. I'm definitely glad you're enjoying it. And here's here's the Rosetta Stone to interpreting my comments. Now, if I speak to the video specifically, that's something like, oh, I, you know, okay, Brian must have really liked this video. If I skirt the verbs and, and adverbs, <laughs> and if I speak about the topic and not the video itself, you could say, oh yeah, Brian didn't, Brian wasn't on board with this one, but <laughs> yeah. he still wanted to, he still wanted to pass along some info. Exactly. No, and it's great. And, and the cast, well, I guess you guys would be the cast. I, I've known Aaron for years and I'm so glad Mr. Sagers is on board as well, but you've got some great people giving their comments and their thoughts on it. And it's, I think it's a good gateway drug into the paranormal. And if I were to get my kids into it, I probably would choose that show. They're all of age, by the way, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the good thing. I mean, that's what the shows should be, gateways. Uh, no matter what show you like or no matter what show you watch, that alone should not be your sole education on the paranormal. Yeah. And I see this in the field where people watch show a or show b and they mimic what they see and i'm thinking okay well you only got part of the picture what they did is just a you know you're getting the cliff notes version of the mm -hmm. whole book so there's more so watch the show and enjoy it but yeah dig deeper go further there's more information out there for you oh absolutely and i my my gateway into all of this was you know watching the shows and i'm like okay this isn't as scary as i thought it was going to be they can't actually kill you. Nobody's died during filming a paranormal investigative show. But once I got out there, I kind of figured out what worked for me. And I think that's a, 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 something a lot of people should take into consideration that just because it works for the people on this show right here doesn't mean it's going to get you the same evidence and things like that. It's a constant learning curve for me. And I'm always trying to try something new. Do you feel the same way? I feel like when people try to mimic what they see on TV, they're doing themselves a disservice in the respect that, okay, and I tell this to people all the time when we're at events, you saw this location on your favorite show, but you shouldn't want to duplicate what was shown on there because that was their experience. Yeah. This, this moment right now is unique because this is the only time that you're going to be here. So you should have your experience. Don't worry what happened to Zach. Don't worry what happened to Jason and Grant. Worry about what's happening to you. Yeah. Because that's going to be the thing that is special. That's going to be the thing that resonates because, you know, if you're just trying to uh, have the same experience as someone else, go see a movie. You know, yeah. that's going to be the same every time. So is there one bucket list location you'd love to just go in and have at and find all the ghosties? I have a hard time with favorite questions. Uh, oh, that's okay. But it always, because there's too many good ones to choose from. But I yeah. feel like um, one that I've mentioned over and over and over again, and this is 
barring being able to go out of the country for a cool location. I would say I would love to check out the White House. Dude, you're my so- me too. That's my number one bucket list place. Holy shit. Nobody ever says that. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's a no brainer. There's been so many personalities in there. Some of the world's biggest decisions and stresses have occurred within those walls. There's got to, and I'm, I'm kind of a borderline conspiracy theorist, and I'm like, there's got to be something hidden in there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and Abe Lincoln's said to have been visited there in his afterlife, and my number two is Buckingham Palace. So. Looks like we're kind of on the same page with the White House. That's a good one. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're the only other person I've ever met in my life who has said that. So yay. You just made my entire day. So um, what do you see in Brian's future? That's a tough one. You know, it's funny that you you bring that up because up until this past year, not not that I could foretell the future, but I always seem to have a sense of, okay, you know. Uh, I'll do this in a couple of months or in a couple of months, this will be good. I, I didn't sweat the details because I knew right. it would work out and uh, whatever events I wasn't booked on would come calling or, or something like it would just work out and things would yeah. fall into place over the past year. Nothing gray, barren emptiness, like, like the loading room, in the matrix. And it's been a little unnerving thinking, I have no idea what's coming up. I have no idea what's going to happen. And then COVID hits and we're all, everything, we all got canceled. 2020 got canceled. It did. Can we just fast forward to 2021, please? So, I mean, whatever's coming up, I have no idea. I I tweeted this yesterday. I said, hey, Doc, it looks like Biff changed the timeline again. Can you and Marty do something about this? Sorry, I snort. Um, (laughs) So, okay, let's say... I'm not having you say favorites, but hashtag ultimate goals for Brian in the future. If you had, if you could just press a button and your, your biggest dream could come true, what would that be? Ooh, I'm tough. I'd, man. Have to, I'd, have, <laughs> I'd have to give that one some thought, but okay. being a creative person, I have always, I'm the type that wants to check all the boxes. So, mm-hmm. you know, do make documentaries and be on TV? Check. Write a book? Check. Do a game? Check. Um, you know, act in a play? Check. Like everything creative, I want to do. And I can't say I want to come out with a, like a rap album or anything, but I, I feel like there's more creative outlets out there that I have yet to tackle that I would yeah. love to be given the opportunity to uh, to do. And uh, I'm still looking into to what those might be. I mean, I've recorded audiobooks before for John and Rosemary's books. Like, I feel like a lot of those bases have been covered, but there's, there's got to be something else. And um, yeah, I'm looking, in, I'm looking into it. I like that. So you you touched on your game a little bit. Can you like summarize what your card game is and where people can get that? Oh, it's fun. It's uh, it's called the Three Pillars, a paranormal card game, and it simulates an investigation now it's either two or four players and say you and i were playing all right you have your team i have my team we're going to both investigate the same location and the object of the game is to score as many points in evidence as you can over three haunted locations so you know you uh, but it's not going to be that simple because along the way things can go wrong like as i'm trying to conduct my investigation and score points I'm going to be trying to stop you by playing 
misfortune cards, things like oh. drained batteries or broken equipment or, uh-oh, possession to delay you in you completing your goals. Well, I'm busy doing mine and vice versa. And I snuck in, as, as I always like to do, I like to sneak learning into what I do. So on the cards, there's little factoids and tidbits and all the locations are real locations. The characters in the game are real people. Um, so that uh, you could just have a little fun. And then when you get four players, it's teams. So it's two versus two. That's when the trash talking starts and really gets fun. So it's like a real investigation. <laughs> it's, it's Paranormal drama has never been more fun. Exactly. Oh, that's fun. And where can people uh, find this game? That you can get on my uh, one of my websites, neverstopsearching.com. Perfect. And what are your other websites? Uh, I've got a Patreon site, uh, as I mentioned earlier. That's uh, patreon.com backslash Brian J. Cano. And that's, uh, that, that's, that site is fun because it offers an insider's access to me and my projects. Uh, anything new that I come out with, uh, people on there can be considered producers because they're they're contributing to... Uh, the production, and I have a very limited amount of slots that I'm offering mentor services in the respect that, Mm. all right, I've learned a lot. I want to pass on some of this. Um, And anyone who signs up at the apprentice level and becomes a a mentor, I craft for you your own special syllabus. So you say you want to learn about parapsychology. Okay, let's do that. If you want to learn about uh, psychic blocking techniques, okay, we can do that. Depending on what you want to learn, uh, it's like a college course for one, specifically crafted for you. And uh, I only have a few of those slots left, but they, they are open. That's so neat. And I am so sorry I pronounced your name wrong at the top of this. It's Brian Cano. And I'm saying that now so I can move that up to the front of this, the opening. Um, Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I know you're a very busy man and I don't want to keep you any longer than I said I would, but thank you so much. I wish you all the luck in all the stuff and all the things, sir. So thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah. 2020 artwork created by me, Kitsy Duncan. The opinions expressed in this podcast are ours and ours alone. Well, maybe yours too. If you like the show and would like to support us, visit oddityfiles.com and click on support or go to patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Every little bit helps with both the podcast and the TV show. You can also support us by watching Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. It's free to Prime members and dirt cheap to those who aren't. You can find us on all the social media sites at Oddity Files. Keep spreading the word by sharing, retweeting, and reposting. Join our Oddity Files Facebook group by searching Oddity Files Fan Group and click Join. We'll approve you as soon as we can. All weirdos are welcome. Not into that social media stuff? Tell your coworkers, family, even the weird guy who just won't stop talking to you in line for coffee. Oh, and grandma, your grandma will love us. 
We appreciate each and every one of you. And if it weren't for you, we have no idea what we would do with our lives. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send it on in at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, send in story ideas, silly, weird memes, or just positive vibes to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. You can also call in and leave that in a voicemail. Call us at 317-300-6699. To contact us about an appearance, reach out at kitsy at oddityfiles.com. When you have a sec, rate, review, and subscribe. We know it doesn't sound like much, but it really helps us get up there on the podcasting charts. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool. Ghost on. Um, why are you still here? Go on. Get out of here. Turn it off. It's done. Really? I swear. Go. Get. Serious. I'm out of here. <laughs>